all for leading us in that. I know you hear them do that song lots of times, but whew, I just, uh, you guys, we're, we're singing that very, uh, very spirit-filled and passionately. Thank you. We uh, continue in our, our, our sermon series, our I Am sermon series, looking at the uh, statements Jesus makes about himself in, in John's gospel, those self-revealing statements about a God that we can know, uh, a God who wants to be known and be in relationship with us, and what these statements reveal uh, about, about Jesus and our relationship uh, with Jesus. And we continue this morning with the, the, the I Am saying, uh, I Am uh, the Good Shepherd. So I invite you to uh, open your hearts and your minds uh, to God's Word as we hear our scripture lesson this morning. Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Listen for God's word. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand, and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I give up my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to the sheep pen. I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up, and I have the right to take it up again. I receive this commandment from my Father. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning, we are uh, so privileged and blessed to have Tim Sinan come and, and preach, uh, preach to us. Tim is our, our wonderful, awesome new director of youth ministries uh, for our campuses, Wake Forest and Village Church, Rollsville. Uh, we look forward to what he has to share with us this morning. I'm sure he's going to probably say a little bit more about himself, so I'll let him do that and probably put in a shameless plug for youth, which I also hope he will do. Um, so, Tim, thank you for being with us this morning. We look forward to your message. Okay, let's try this again. Um, good morning, church. Uh, it is a blessing to be with you today. And any time that we get to speak and learn about the life of Jesus and hear about him, it's a good day and it's something that can transform our hearts and our minds. So as Tyler said, I am um, the director of youth um, at Wake Forest United Methodist in Village Church, Rollsville. And I'm gonna make a tiny little plug before we get into this message. So tonight, if you're a middle schooler or a high schooler, at six o'clock, we're gonna have a youth group at the Wake Forest United Methodist campus. We're gonna have games and fun and hang out and really learn about how we can do for others what God has done for us. And it's just really a great time to just be in relationship with one another. We have, make sure to be in pro, um, uh, protocols, COVID protocols, 
but really we want to make sure that youth are actually having a great time in being able to engage in God's word and with one another. So we're, as Tyler said, we're in this series, this I Am series. And during this, I think it's easy for us sometimes to listen to the things in Scripture and kind of skim through them. We often hear that Jesus is the light of the world or he's the bread of life or he's the good shepherd. And if I'm being honest, for me, sometimes I don't hear or heed the weight of what is said. But today I think if you're opening your heart and your mind, you can take that weight of what is said and actually apply it. So he says today that I am the good shepherd. And I have three points today. And I'm going to give you those three points up front, and then we're going to break those things down. And so he is the good shepherd in our uncertainty. He is the good shepherd, shepherd in our pain and suffering. And he is the good shepherd of our eternity. So speaking of uncertainty, I don't think there's a word that could describe 2020 more than uncertainty. And it is so frustrating. On a normal level, I'm the type of person who needs to control things and know what's going to happen, who can see point A to point B and say, okay, I know how to make this work. But all of us have been humbled to not know what is going to happen and how life is going to be. We're asking, when are we going to back to school normally? When will our jobs be normal? All those routines that we had, all the things, the ways our life was like, when will things be certain and for sure. And that's tough. And I would say, in my own life, I've experienced this even tenfold even more. So on July 30th, my third child, Daniel, was born. And he was born at 29 weeks. And that was really early. Um, he was certain about when he was going to come. <laughs> um, but really early, and he's at the hospital at Duke, and we're, we're seeing him having to take steps of growth. And, and it's hard for us because we'll go every day, and it's these baby steps. And we're not really sure when he's going to come home. He's healthy, but it's just a slow process. And I just want to be able to fix it. I want to be able to control it and know, man, he's going to be able to come home. He's going to be able to be a part of our family fully. My five- and two-year-old haven't been able to see him. When are they going to be able to do that? And for a lot of us, there's something probably that we think about in our lives right now that's uncertain, that we struggle with. But what 2020 has probably taught us is that we have to take every day step by step. I'm going to the hospital. I'm asking for updates. And they're telling me he's growing 50 grams, which is like two ounces, right? So little tiny increments. And so we're all being forced to take steps into the unknown and the uncertain. And we see in this passage of John that says, The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when the world is coming, and the world is coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And the truth is, is that Jesus is not a hired hand. He has ownership over our lives as our good shepherd. We saw the video at the beginning with Psalm 23, one of the most famous scripture passages. It says, he makes me 
lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. So he's making us do these things. He's forcing us to be led by him. We need to find a way to let our shepherd refresh our soul, restore our soul. The way he brings certainty to our lives in this time is to make us depend on him so that he can lead us. And that uncertainty for all of us is forcing us to have him lead us. The second thing is that he is the good shepherd in our pain and suffering. I think this has been quite the week. If you look at what happened in America, we had a hurricane, we've had more racial injustice, and we've had violence. And it can be hard to handle. And even in our own personal lives, we've probably experienced over the last six months some tragedy or some difficulty. And it's hard to not know when that pain and suffering is going to end. And we see the world and in the injustices, and we see this division. And sometimes it's easy to ask ourselves and say, well, why... This must be, why is God letting this happen? Or like, I see all this pain and suffering. Where are you, God? And we see in the passage that it says, the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. So it is the wolf, it is the enemy that takes the amazing things that happen in the world, the people, and divides it. It takes the flock and scatters it. Because we are the sheep that have been scattered in this pain and suffering. But Jesus, the good shepherd, brings us healing and hope, and he restores us. And if we let him, he brings us together under one sheep pen and one world. And he promises to reconcile our pain. In John 10.10, the verse previous to this passage, it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so they may have life and have it to the full. And Jesus wants each of us to have life to the full. Recently, um, I've gotten to become close to some special church friends at Mother Emanuel AME. And that church is a church that five years ago, um, a young man walked in and killed nine church members. And... I think a lot of us, if we remember that, the pain and the difficulty of that moment, we also remember how forgiving that church was and how those people were able to overcome the pain and suffering they had to trust Jesus as their good shepherd. I've gotten to know them and I've gotten to see over the last bit them share their story about how they just continually will put trust in the Lord for them, for him to guide them. In Revelation 7.17, it says, For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. So he's going to lead us to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what pain or suffering that you have experienced or what 
is causing tears in your life or maybe even the tears that are expressed in the world right now. But God promises that he's going to wipe away every tear because as our shepherd, he promises to restore us. And then the next piece is that he is the good shepherd of our eternity. And I think it's easy sometimes for us to think about this world as a permanent thing. And I heard somebody say recently that this is like camping. That's the best way to describe it. Like this is a temporary thing. But oftentimes we hold on to our world like it's the one thing that we have and we're always going to have. But the truth is is that this life on earth is a temporary season. But Jesus, the good shepherd, is an eternal thing, and it's a, the life that we have is something that we're going to be guided on by him. The truth is that the world says now, like that's the, the world's way. It says live now, and Jesus says live forever. And when we look at this passage, it's interesting because he explains being the good shepherd actually twice to the Pharisees because they don't get it. And I think oftentimes we don't understand when Jesus is right in front of us telling us exactly what we need to hear. But he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then later he says it again to emphasize it. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. So he knows us. He knows each and every one of us truly. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. He lays down his life and he gives us eternal life. And I don't think that can be understated. I think it's easy during the chaos of this time to get caught up in what the world is doing in the temporal and not the permanent, or be moved by what we see on the news and say, you know what, this is, this is what the world is like. This is eternity. The evil that we see, it's crushing us, but like that is how it is. And it's not because Jesus is actually giving us a promise that he's going to take care of our whole life as our good shepherd. And the truth is that if he lays down his life for us, then we can trust him with leading our eternal life. He, he puts skin in the game. He, he dies on a cross so that it's not just like he says, I'm going to take care of you. He literally dies on a cross so that we can actually put our rest and our trust in him. We see before he makes us lie down in green pastures. He makes us rest in him. And so as I've been dealing with kind of a lot of things in my own life, and if we all kind of think about this, I don't do a very good job sometimes of heeding the words of scripture or these passages and recognizing the power that Jesus has. He says, I am the good shepherd. And I, like many of us, have been saying, give me the staff. Let me do the leading. Let me do the deciding about what happens with my life because I know better. Or I don't need you to lead. Let me be the shepherd. 
And I've been trying to fix all the challenges that I have by myself. We're doing everything on my own, leading myself, all on my own accord. And if each of us spends a second to think about it, what areas in our life are we not really allowing God to lead us and we're trying to control? He promises that he's the good shepherd for us, but we're trying to be the shepherd. So how do we let the good shepherd lead us? Because I'm not the good shepherd. I am just a simple sheep. And in a practical context, sheep can't do much on their own. They can't lead themselves. They can't protect themselves on their own. They really only have one job. And that is to listen to the voice of their shepherd. It's to listen to the voice of their shepherd. So if we contemplate this and think about it, when is the last time we listened to the voice of our shepherd? When was the last time we were good sheep and not trying to be a good shepherd? And when was the last time each of us spent time with God with no agenda? Because I think even for me, and if I, if I admit this, I will go in and spend time with God with an expectation of what I think should happen how he should lead my life, how he should take me from point A to point B. And I act like I know better, and I struggle with just releasing and letting it go. When was the last time any of us just sat in awe of his presence? When was the last time we went into a conversation with him with no expectation? We're trying to get our own will out of it. When was the last time it wasn't just a dialogue or a my-sided monologue? Because oftentimes I feel like it's a my-sided monologue where I'm saying things and just waiting for him to answer and respond to me when I should be responding to him. When was the last time I was a good sheep and I simply listened? And if I'm being honest personally... It was a long time ago. And for many of you, if you think about it, it may have been a long time ago when you truly just sat in the presence of God that you allowed the good shepherd to lead you. And so the question becomes, how do we fix that? How do we change that so that we can actually be led by him, so that he can restore us to peace, he can bring us love, he can bring us guidance, he can take this broken world that we have and let us go above that and beyond that so that we're not of this world, we're of him in his eternity. So here's a, here's a practical step that I want everyone to try this week. I want everyone to take a 15-minute retreat. And I'm not saying, like, you know, we all retreated into our homes, and we're probably all sick of retreat. We all just want to go out and do things. But find a time this week that you know is not going to be interrupted, a time where you can just sit there and just listen in pure silence with God. And the question is, how will that change things for you? If we spend time and we do this Will it bring us more clarity in the things that we're uncertain about? Will it give us healing in the pain and in the suffering? Will it give us peace 
and a hope for the future, and it will allow us to recognize that our eternity has been taken care of by this good shepherd. Just think about those questions. If you spend time with him in his presence, it does change things. I've seen it change things in people. I've seen it change it in myself. And I know that's the cure and the solution and the healing and the way he leads. And I'm giving this advice and I'm probably the biggest hypocrite of not doing that. But when he says that he's the good shepherd, we have to take the weight of it and know that it's time to surrender ourselves, to give our own needs and desires up, the things that we want for our life because we know that he has a better plan for us, that he's going to lead us in the right way and lead us in life everlasting. So will those things work? I know those things are going to work because he says I am the good shepherd and he says it very clearly. Amen. Thank you, Tim. If I was, a, if I, it makes me want to be a youth again and uh, and go to youth group. Tim, Tim is great. Thank you for that that word for all of us today. Uh, I, I just invite you to, you know, we've heard God's word read, we've heard God's word proclaimed. Um, I invite you to just to sit for a minute and listen to what the Spirit might continue to have to say to you. Uh, just uh, take a few minutes uh, as we reflect on this on this question together uh, this this morning. Um, what is the Holy Spirit continuing to to say to you?